Welcome to Blazing Guts. I'm your host, Teresa Blaze, along with my sidekick, my co-host, and my very good friend, Michelle Saunders Guts. And yes, we're back for another season of football. I seriously can't wait. We've been hearing so much. There's been the draft. There's been this. There's been that. Uh, as we record, the teams are in training camp, and it's and football games are getting real close. and uh, And I'm just really stoked. Uh, how about you, Michelle? Hey, I am so ready for football, man. I'll tell you what I've been enjoying: all the updates on the mini camps and. You know, some of the fascinating storylines that are out there. And of course, the Chiefs, you know, (laughs) listening to all the things that are going on there, too, and just trying to keep up. I cannot keep up. There is so much going on. Yeah, there is. And actually, we're going to be doing something to kind of mitigate a little bit of that. And I'll get into that because I got a couple of announcements around the show. First of all, um. If you're not following us on our socials, Facebook and Twitter mainly, please do so. Um, that's the best way for us to keep uh, you up to date with what's going on, share stories that we find, and that kind of thing. Second, um, we are going to be moving to a weekly show. We've tried to do a bi-weekly show, and it's nearly impossible, especially when you got multiple games during the week and things happen and so on and so forth. Um, it's just nearly impossible. And, you know, and so we are going to move to a weekly show, which means more content for you and it gives us a chance to react and do what we want to do. Third, we are going to be introducing and adding a, a new segment and uh, we've got someone whom I cannot wait to introduce to you. His name is John Losh, uh, and he is going to be doing a segment. Uh, what happened in the rest of the NFL? Because, you know, we cover the Cardinals and the Broncos and the Chiefs. And believe me, that's enough uh, of a mouthful. But I don't want to neglect whatever happened in the rest of the NFL. And that's where John is going to come in. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce him. Hey, John, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, folks. I am John Losh, otherwise known as the Losh Man. Thanks for having me on the show. And I look forward to covering what's going on across the NFL for the Blaze and Gut Show here in the upcoming weeks and months. Sorry, well, I just had to throw in a little music there. <laughs> <laughs> Love, of course. It. Love it. Love it. Of course. Love it. I'm just, I'm like really happy about this because there is so much that happens. Uh, can you give the uh, people who may not know who you are a little bit of your history regarding uh, the NFL, uh, what team you support, so on? Absolutely. Um, so I primarily grew up a baseball fan uh, following the Kansas City Royals. And I really was only into baseball most of my my uh, most of my life, um, and uh, spent a lot of time, especially on Saturdays, watching a lot of baseball stuff and collecting baseball cards and stuff like that. Well, in the early '90s, uh, you know, I'd have people from church um, invite me and my my wife and, and everything over for for you know lunch after you know church, and they'd always have the Chiefs game on. And I didn't want to be a total, you know, moron, not knowing what I was watching. So I'd start asking questions. What's a first down? What does this mean? What does that mean? And this was during the Joe Montana era. Oh. When Joe Montana was the Chiefs quarterback. 
So Joe Montana will always be my favorite chief, okay? And next thing you know, Montana would fire one into the end zone, and I'd be up off my chair going, yes, yes! But then all of a sudden I'd think, wait a minute. I'm not a I'm not a football fan. I'm not supposed to be so I'd be I'd feel embarrassed and I think I hope nobody's watching me. So I just quietly think, huh, 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 I'm just gonna, you know, sit down here, you know. But then I thought, you know what? If you can't beat them, join them. So I started watching just the Chiefs games. I started collecting just uh Chiefs cards. And next thing you know, there was there was a sports card store that used to be at the the what what was then the Metro North Mall up here in the Northland of Kansas City. And I was called Collector's Kingdom. And I was talking to the owner in there one day and I told him, I said, I was in Kmart the other day and they had a great deal for like a dollar fifty for a 30, I mean, 40 uh, card pack of uh, 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 score NFL football cards. And I bought it. And there's some some cards in there that really look like they could be worth something. And he pulls out his, you know, Beckett football guide. He goes, one of them look like this. And I go, yeah, he goes, that's a $40 card. It's what? He goes, one of them look like this. Yeah, that's a $30 card. 70 bucks of the cards and two cards out of that one pack. Wow. He goes, goes, look, he goes, I I appreciate your business. I've watched your your buying habits. But he said, if you want an investment, football cards have taken off, man. So I said, okay, I'm sold. Next thing you know, I get invited to play in a fantasy football league that is half my church and half another church. And, you know, so I got involved in that. So now, of course, you're playing fantasy football. You've got to follow all kinds of different teams and you've got to want those teams to win if you're going to get fantasy points. And so then I'm even going out and buying all kinds of gear for different teams, which one of my my uh, leads at work right now loves to give me a hard time because I have a huge collection of ball caps. ML, uh, Major League Baseball, NFL, all kinds of different stuff. And I've worn a few of my, my NFL hats that aren't Chiefs. I mean, I do have Chiefs hats, mind you, but I've worn a few like I wore the Jets the other day. And we were having technical problems that day. And he tells me, you know what? You know, this is just karma because of your Jets hat, right? And I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know? So anyway, um, I started watching all the different NFL games in 2004. I met this guy uh, at a, I was involved in a sales uh, position selling toner cartridges for laser printers, faxes, copiers, that type of thing. And I was at a Liberty Chamber of Commerce function. And I was, uh, I had just gotten a part in a play that was going to be done at the Liberty Fall Festival that year. And I was excited about it. And I get to talk to this guy named James Poister. And um, he was like, yeah, I know what you mean about love and entertain. He says, I do Liberty High School sports on KCXL uh, radio station here in Liberty. And I wasn't directly saying, hey, let me come be a part of this. I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. And I'd love to be a part of that because I had coached my son in Gladstone Parks and Rec Flag football when he was little. And I I was, uh, you know, I was always a head coach and I'd have other dads sign up as assistant coaches. And whenever it was, you know, we take turns being on the field. Well, when it was my time to be on the sidelines, I'd pick up my video camera and I'd do my Chris Berman impressions. And so you have the, and he could go all the way, rumbling, rumbling, stumbling, you know, or if the ball was being tossed around, whoop, whoop, you know, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, and he goes, you know, and he, he was, he's a Christian and he had this ministry, he and his wife, his name is James or her name is Peg. Their ministry is called uh, JPEG Ministries, bringing you a snapshot of heaven on earth. So they had this, this you know, ministry where people would come do radio shows under that umbrella. But it, the great thing about it was it was all family friendly. 
So, I mean, if you listen to the sports stations here on K- in Kansas City and everything and other places, man, you're going to hear language. You're going to hear about women. You're going to hear about gambling. So this was no babes, no beer, no betting. No, you know, this needed to be something that, that anybody of any age could listen to. And he, it, it was best if you were a Christian, but you didn't have to be a Christian to, to do shows with him. And he goes, why don't you come do a Christian sports show on our radio station? And there's that initial humble, who, me? And then I was like, okay. So I went out and raised some sponsors. Next thing you know, I had sports live with the Lash Man and got this really great co-host, Mark Graves. And we had great chemistry. Did that for a year. I did. Then I did some variety shows for the next three years where I had like um, every month I'd have the same I'd have the same themes for the, the month. I mean, there'd be a different theme each week, but the same themes each month. You know, so like I was working for Kansas City, Missouri Police Department. So there was a, a fire police and EMS week there. I did shows with uh, a, a guy with the Titanic Nautical Society um, on the Titanic. I've done stuff on classic TV and movies. I've done just all kinds of different stuff, you know. And so and then eventually I had a show on a church owned station out in Overland Park station was called the fountain me and a buddy named Stephen Brown. I called him downtown Stephen Brown. We had Loshman sports radio out there. Um, and we were, we actually got press passes there and got to go to cheese practices, got to go sit in the press booth at the, some of the cheese games a few times, but then they decided they couldn't afford to keep their board operator on board full time. And neither one of us knew how to run the boards and they didn't want to take the time to show us how to do it. So we had to stop doing that show. But the guy that was running the boards, I forget the name of the station now, but he owns his own state, a Christian, I want to say Christian, like hip hop you know, type station here in Kansas City now. Yeah. So basically you've been around as far as radio and stuff. So, yeah. you, you know, you've been around. The, okay. Well, let me tell you something. We are very glad to have you and we are very glad to, um, you know, really, really be able to explore what else is going on. Maybe something stuff that me and Michelle, you know, missed because there's, you know, so much that happens to the other teams, the other storylines. Uh, and I am just really, really happy to have you on board and um and and really contributing to the show in that way well thank you i appreciate that so i want to actually jump into a couple of stories that are 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 kind of um around the nfl uh and michelle i want to get your reaction and then and then maybe john i can get your reaction uh to this well it has it has a connection to all three of the teams that we cover right now uh so let me lay it out. First of all, um, um, John, uh, for uh, Jets coach John uh, Yannon, he's now the coach of the Jets. He was a coach of the Broncos, and you know he got let go by the Broncos, got hired on by the Jets. Broncos hire coach Sean Payton, and Payton has just recently come out, and I don't know what led up to this. But he called the former coach an effing bum. In in response, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback of the Jets, told him to keep the name of his coach out of Peyton's effing mouth. Of course, we're not going to, you know, you know. Now, I know what I'm thinking, but I'd like to start with you, Michelle. When you hear that, what is your first reaction? Well, I'm a little shocked, personally, that... Aaron Rodgers would act so unprofessional being new to his team 
And also, I I guess I don't know his relationship with his new coach, but I mean, I could see where, you know, he might want to protect his team. You know, I can I can understand that. I'm thinking maybe he felt he felt like the coach is being attacked. Yes, but there is a level of professionalism. I do think that some of the quarterbacks need to, you know, there's other ways you can handle that. I don't know the circumstances around that or who heard him say that there isn't, you know, where they were, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Just curious, Teresa, who who reported that? It was like all over the news. It was picked up everywhere. Um, I don't remember who originally first reported it, but like I heard it uh, first on uh, oh, what was it? I think it was on uh, one of the um, Denver Broncos shows. It was Dave Logan's podcast, and then I think it was, and then it was covered by uh, Lockdown Cardinals, which is uh, another podcast that I that I follow to keep up on news. So, yeah, uh, you know, but I'm I'm also fairly certain the sports shows also covered it, ESPN, Fox Sports, so on and so forth, because. Yeah, (laughs) I was just I know for me, I was just like, well, this is interesting. Yeah, because I mean, there's a lot of people that have their eyes on Aaron's acclamation. Right. How is he going to adjust to a new team? Is he is, you know, you know, and there's a lot of questions around that, too. So the other thing to keep note of is that the former defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals, Vance Joseph, is now working, uh, I think, yeah, he's now working for Denver. So the Cardinals have a tie into this team as well. So I'm, but, you know, getting back to what happened, I believe this was said by Sean Payton on the record. This wasn't like someone overheard him. He said this on the record. And, like, I know for me, I heard that and I'm like, I don't know what led you to say that. Were the Broncos in such a deteriorated state that you said that? But even still, at least in my, in my line of thinking, there should have been a better way to express that. Yes, I totally agree. Well, I mean, he's a coach, right? So, I mean, and then Aaron, you know, in his protective state, I mean, it's just, it's, Lots of passions going around right now with some of the changes. Right. And the Broncos are going to be lead are going to be meeting the pack or the Jets in week five. So I'm pretty much guessing because of this little exchange that there's going to be a little bit of uh, tension going into that game. Yes, I'm sure of it. It's one thing to say, okay, that the previous coaching was lacks around here where I'm going to be changing a lot of things. It's quite another thing to call the guy out and call him a name. Has Andy Reid commented on that? I don't. Have you heard from anyone else? I don't know that he had. Probably not. He's probably going to keep, you know, they'll, they'll try to stay away from. Right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I've been, I've been kind of watching some chiefs. uh, uh, What do you call it? You know, I was watching the show, uh, like a YouTube show last night around the Chiefs, uh, talking about, you know, the journey they want to run it back to uh, the Super Bowl twice now. So it'll be interesting to see if they can do that. But, you know, but I, from what I've seen, you know, I don't, 
you know, I don't think, I mean, because like, for example, the Cardinals have a similar situation. Okay. The previous coaching situation, uh, Cliff Kingsbury got fired. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, he needed to go bad. <laughs> um, and we brought this new guy in and, but he hasn't come out and criticized the previous coach at all. In fact, he's just pretty much instituted, uh, his way of doing things. And from what I'm seeing, the team is responding to that. So I'm just thinking right now, that situation aside, as far as the Cardinals are concerned, I think they've made it clear every position is pretty much open, you know, as far as training camp goes. They've made it clear every position is open. I know the Chiefs are looking to run it back this season to the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs did something that I thought was really interesting. They actually, when they went into OTAs, they actually took the Instead of waiting for training camp to, to try and, you know, put in all the new stuff that they're doing, they actually did that during the OTAs. That way, training camp was just polishing things up. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's a winning team right there. That's why they're winning. They're not having, and, and, uh, you know, and Denver, I, I think the main storyline for Denver for me right now is Russell Wilson. Was Denver's offensive line the main reason why he performed so poorly last year? Have they changed things enough that he'll be able to go back to how he was when he was playing for the Seahawks? I don't know, but it'll be very interesting for me to watch. From what I've read about the relationship he has with his coach, they're pretty, I guess, they're pretty tight. And well, that words, definitely helps. Yeah, yeah. In other words, there, you know, Peyton has a lot of faith in Russell Wilson. And I understand he has slimmed down some too. I don't, I think he's. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really sure what he weighed exactly, but, you know, they are saying that he has dropped some weight, say, you know, compared to where he was. Um, and of course, you know, he's been now with the Broncos a little bit longer. So I think he's built, you know, a little bit more of a, a confidence level and a rapport, even with the Denver people, you know, you're just hearing more about people having more faith and confidence in him, kind of like they did when Peyton was playing, you know, for them, because he replaced Elway, right? Oh, I mean, and and, and you want to talk about you want to talk about a favorite quarterback. Elway was mine. When I was a kid, it was John Elway. I mean, I used to sit there and watch him sling balls. And I was like, yeah, that that's my guy. And yeah, so yeah, he was so fun to watch. That's how I really grew in my knowledge of football. In addition to growing up with my dad. And my dad having played not professional ball, but he was very knowledgeable and we would bond over football. And then I learned from him. And also as I was in high school and, you know, supported our teams and, you know, got into the whole thing of football, uh, NFL football too. And so I think there's a lot. There's a lot there, but, you know, 
it'll be interesting, Teresa. It's, it is going to be interesting how Peyton does this, his work. Because he has his hands in every piece of the operation. He has a whole different type of leadership style than like Andy, Andy Reid. You know, it it it, it will be interesting to see. Um, that, that's what fascinates me about the whole dynamic of football is the leadership structures and how they lead and how they build their teams. And, you know, that's 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 really what what the nuts and bolts of football it's all about. Absolutely. John, let me ask you this. Of all the, I mean, because we've covered the Broncos, the Cardinals, and the, and, and the Chiefs to a degree. Are there any storylines that we should know about from the rest of the NFL? Um, well, I'm not really sure. I didn't really have a chance to look at what, what I primarily looked at is, is, uh, I didn't know what to expect to, to, to present today. So what I did was I, I went through like, and got the, the power rankings of all the different teams. And I, I can tell you, there are three teams that I'm, I'm thinking you're going to want to watch, you know, uh, this year. And that is the Denver Broncos. Of course, you mentioned the Russell Wilson situation. Um, the New York Jets, um, now that they have Aaron Rodgers, the New York Jets have not been to the postseason in 12 seasons now. So there, so there are going to be high expectations for Aaron Rodgers to uh, to come back with that. Right. Can and he then, turn that team then, around? Exactly. And then the Atlanta Falcons, uh, the Jets are ranked 12th by ESPN. Um, and they are, let me see where they're ranked as far as... Uh, the uh, I, I had them. I, I got the some of the power rankings from uh, ESPN, some from NFL.com, and some from um, uh, Sports Illustrated. And uh, the uh, Jets are, are they here? Um, well, while you're looking for that, I, I'm going to be very fascinated to see. You know, I don't know. I mean, because I don't know much about the Jets at all, but I was, I mean, I know that um, Aaron Rodgers took a $35 million pay cut to go play for them. Yeah, they're they're ranked number seven by uh, Sports Illustrated. That's interesting. Yeah. And so the Atlanta Falcons is going to be another team you're going to want to watch this year. Um, Another, another one, uh, there's, there's, um, there are, there's, um, who are they? Uh, Teams that have not been, to the postseason uh, in, in a long time, and that includes the Browns, the Lions, the Texans, and the Jaguars. And then, uh, and then, like I said, the the New York, New York Jets had the longest you know postseason drought right now. So the Browns, the Lions, the Texans, the Jaguars, Broncos, and I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to be some other teams you're going to want to watch uh, this year. And like I said, I, I've got the the, the uh, power rankings for the rest of the NFL. Bill, and also who some of those have, that have the uh, who, who's who got the the what ranked uh, running backs because the NFL put out a thing of the top 100 ranked uh, running backs for this year as well. So here's my question, and I'm actually going to put this to both you and then uh, we'll kind of cut this one short so we can kind of wrap up. And this is my question to both of you. Of all the teams, who do you think is going to be a dark horse team? If you had to narrow it down to watch, who is a dark horse team? Michelle, I'll start with you. Who do you think would be a dark horse team to kind of keep an eye on? I'm going to say this because I believe after watching the documentary that Peyton Manning put out that highlighted Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and, oh, geez, I should know the name of the Atlanta Falcons quarterback. Maybe John knows that guy's name. Um, 
after watching them, I just believe Minnesota Vikings. Now, I don't recall where they were last year, but Kirk Cousins is hungry. Desmond Desmond Ritter on March 28th was officially named starting quarterback. Okay, cool. Anyway, I will say he's a strong Christian man. Utmost respect for this man. He's in his 30s and, you know, he's he's hungry for a Super Bowl win. And he's got the ethic and he's got the talent and he's got great team and uh, charisma. He's got a lot of things. Um, I'm just going to tell you that's me, but you know, that's my opinion. John, I'm going to throw the ball to you. Um, if you had to narrow it down to one team, who do you think is a dark horse team that maybe people aren't looking at, but they should. The Chicago bears. Interesting. Why? Um, well, again, they're one of those ones that, that hasn't been, you know, really competitive of late. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, the Bears aren't somebody you see a lot of people talking about lately, but I, I think they're going to be one that's going to, you know, going to be very competitive this year, you know, and a little shout out to my pastor, uh, Shane Stam. He's in the Chicago area, so he's a Bears fan. Um, every once in a while, I'll find a, a Bears, you know, thing in a thrift shop or something somewhere, and I'll, I'll buy him something related to the Chicago Bears. So I'm going to show I'm going to just take a take a shot in the dark and say the Chicago Bears. Interesting. Well, I'm also going to take a, take a team. I'm actually going to say um, the New York Jets. Mm, that's probably about right, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say the New York Jets because one, I mean, they've got a new they've got new coaches in there. They've now got Aaron Rodgers, who is I mean, I mean, he's only one. He's he's one of the top echelon of quarterbacks, you know, and. I know enough about the Jets to know they have just been garbage for the past few seasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and uh, like I, I monitor uh, in my main line of stuff. I, I monitor some people that are into marketing and stuff. And one of the guys that I follow is a huge Jets fan. So I'm always, you know, interested to see what he has to say when it, you know, um, but I'm actually going to say the Jets. I think they're going to be a team that I think might make some noise. Uh, yeah, I I just think that's that's the dark horse team for me. Um, let's wrap up with kind of a small summary of uh, we'll cover Broncos. We'll go Cardinals, Broncos, and then Chiefs. Um, Cardinals. They actually finally, thank you, thank you, thank you, drafted some offensive line pieces. They desperately needed them. They need people to protect Kyler Murray. They finally drafted some people that can actually do that job. Have they done enough? I'm not sure. I am still very concerned about the defense. I don't think they have a quality edge rusher. I think they need to get someone because they lost uh, JJ Watt. They, you know, you know, and, and a few others. So I'm, I'm still really iffy about the defense. Uh, quarterback for me is kind of iffy as well because Kyler Murray is out. I like Colt McCoy, but I don't think he'll be able to win enough games to keep to keep the Cardinals um, competitive. So that's kind of my summary of the Cardinals. Regarding the Broncos, if the Broncos have done enough to keep Russell Wilson and buy him enough time, because they, <laughs> I mean, their defense the last year was atrocious. So have they done enough to fix that? I don't know. 
The offensive line wasn't much better. And I mean, I, I don't know whether their season was the fault of Russell Wilson or the fault of he, he had such a uh, garbage offensive line that they couldn't keep him protected. I don't know, but I'm going to be watching that to see what we have in the uh, Broncos this year. Have they well, done and, it? And, and, and going uh, their, their records, Starting in 2016, uh, 2016, 9 and 7, 2017, 5 and 11, uh, 2018, 6 and 10, 2019, 7 and 9, 2020, 5 and 11, 2021, 7 and 10, and last year in 2022, just 5 and 12. So the Broncos, the Broncos have got a lot to prove. Uh, yeah, they, they really do. So I'm actually going to throw it to you, Michelle. I want you, based on what you've seen with the Chiefs and what they've done so far, what do you think going forward? Because they, they, I think that's another team that has a lot to prove. Well, I think that the Chiefs got to stay consistent and they've got to keep from getting injured. I mean, right now, you know, they have a few people that are out who have uh, some injuries. Uh, no one significantly, but, you know, one of their defensive ends, their cornerbacks, their tight end, their linebacker, a defensive back, a defensive lineman, and wide receiver all have injuries. Okay. And we got to make sure, you know, the the starting quarterback, of course, Patrick, <laughs> he's got a lot on his plate. I'm not going to say this rumor, but I Someone was saying he might be a daddy for the third time. I don't know. That is a big rumor. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I shouldn't have even said that because I, I I cannot confirm any of that. All I can say is that, you know, they've got to stay their offense, their defense. You know, they've got to stay working hard and keeping their game going. All throughout the, the the year. Now they play the Cardinals on the nineteenth, and that's going to be an interesting preseason. It's really going to be interesting on their preseason games because they play those preseason games like they are real games. I mean that they play hard, but then their training camp. That's you know they're out there and they're doing so many things. Like they invite the fans. They they're doing tailgate different incentives for people. They do all kinds of, you know, uh, fan-based engagement to, to bring, you know, the fans along. But it puts a lot of pressure on them. And I think they do a lot of that intentionally, too, to keep their standards high. Um, so, you know, after watching again, I hate to keep going back to that documentary that I watched that Peyton Manning produced on Netflix. I mean, Mahomes, his trainer is phenomenal and has him training and doing all kinds of things to prepare him for hits and different ways to get his body, you know, adapted and you know, it gives him an edge. But um He's not the only player. They've got a linebacker, you know, Nick Bolton, and uh, we got to get him. He's only like 23 years old, but he logged the most coverage snaps of any linebacker in the NFL last season. Um, 
And so, you know, there's some stats there on him, but, you know, they've got Wharton and they've got uh, safeties. Yeah, they got some new blood, too. Yeah, they've got some new safety wide receiver, um, Cornell Powell. He's another one. And Sky Moore, they made, you know, some impressive, they did some impressive drills and, you know, those kinds of grabs, things like that on the field. So it's kind of interesting, but. And I think the thing to also keep in mind is, you know, they've got a target on their back. You know, this is, I mean, they're now Super Bowl champs. And, you know, while they want to run it back, they got some other teams, I think. You know, one of the teams that I also think um, that has made the playoffs and has made a statement are the St. Louis Rams. Now, I am not a Rams fan. <laughs> I am not, uh, you know, because they are in the Cardinals division and they're an they're a pain. <laughs> um, but I can't say they're a good team. Yeah, the, the, Rams, the Rams are ranked uh, 25th, according to Sports Illustrated this year. And they have the number 25 ranked fantasy running back in uh, Cam Akers and the number 69 ranked fantasy running back uh, in uh, Zach Evans. And those are both according. That's the, uh, the the ranking is according to Sports Illustrated and the uh, running back ranks are according to NFL.com. Interesting. Interesting. So I think, you know, I think, you know, we've got the Rams, we've got a few other teams that I think are hungry. The other storyline that I'm going to be watching, and this is kind of to wrap up on, is the the, the play of DeMar Hamlin, who has been cleared to play after uh, after uh, what happened last season. I am really going to be keeping an eye on that. So with that, guys, John, welcome uh, to the Blazing Guts crew. Uh, we're really excited to have you guys. Going forward, he's not going to be live. He's going to be doing some recorded segments for us, you know, what happened in the rest of the NFL, you know, and I'm really excited about that. And, you know, we're just going to keep pressing forward. Um, I'm just really excited for this season. I, I'm like, football tonight yes <laughs> yes um, <laughs> we're excited aren't oh we? god yes um you know and so and michelle you're still going to be highlighting players aren't you i'm going to do my darndest to be able to do that with uh, a couple of new contacts that i have out there in the sports world being part of the kc sports philanthropic network leadership council it's a mouthful Beautiful. Yeah, but I'm meeting I'm meeting a lot of people who've been in the sports world, and Kayla knows a lot of cool, cool people out there that are doing great things on and off the field. I can't can't wait to NFL. dive into that. So. Yeah, and guys, we are you know hoping to do some interviews. So, and now with three of us working on things, you know, you might just hear some interviews pop in. So, you know, we'll keep you posted on that. There's a lot going on with the show. We're really excited. But for right now, I'm Teresa Blaze. And along with my host, Michelle Saunders-Gutch, this has been Blazing Gutch, and we're out. If you run across someone that we don't know about, please text it in. I want you to text NFL to 575 1596. You're going to get a little link. You're going to fill out your information. And if you got football thoughts, anything, we want to hear about it.